the festival of the Theophany, to give it its ancient traditional name, is in effect a triptych with three panels. In the first panel we see depicted the adoration of the Magi who come bearing their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And in the second and central panel we see the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan by John. In the third panel of the triptych we see the sign given at the wedding in Cana, water changed into wine at the bidding of the Mother of God. Today, Mother Church invites us to focus the gaze of our souls upon the central panel of the triptych. Today is really the first festival of the Most Holy Trinity of the liturgical year. Because today we celebrate the manifestation of God, Theophany, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Today we contemplate the Son descending into the waters of the Jordan in flesh like ours, or more exactly, in our flesh. Today, we contemplate the Holy Ghost descending upon him in the form of a dove. Today, we contemplate the Father making himself known from heaven, saying, Behold my Son, in whom I take delight. Today, then, is a festival of the Most Holy Trinity. In 2011, Don Benedict and I were in Rome, and we visited the museum attached to the Basilica of St. John Lateran. And to our wonder, to our delight, we discovered in that museum a glorious Baroque monstrance. And you may know that monstrance, uh, Paul, a beautiful Baroque monstrance depicting the Heavenly Father uh, just above the Luna for the host. And the Father is bending over the Luna, contemplating, as it were, the sacred host that would be put there. And uh, the engraving on a scroll at uh, uh, the base of this monstrance is, Behold my Son, in whom I take delight. There's also uh, a dove represented on the same monstrance. I found it extraordinary that this Baroque monstrance should so uh, effectively represent uh, the mystery of today's feast if, if you will, if, uh, if you please, in a kind of Eucharistic context. The, uh, the, the mystery of every Holy Mass is precisely this. The same Son 
who went down into the waters of the Jordan descends upon our altar. That same Son is on the altar, overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, given uh, to him superabundantly, so that from the head of the Son, the anointing of the Holy Ghost might descend not only upon the beard, the beard of Aaron, not only upon the hem of his garment, but descend over every member of his mystical body, even to the least. So that every Holy Mass is in some way an outpouring of the Holy Ghost from the head to the members. At the same time, in every Holy Mass, the Father bends over the altar. There are any number of artistic depictions of this of the Son being offered from the altar, and the Father, in a gesture of acceptance, with extended hands, receiving the offering of the Son. This is the invisible Trinitarian reality of every Holy Mass. The Son first descending, but why does He descend? In order to be offered. The Son descends, as He descended into the Jordan, He descends into the hands of His priest in order to be lifted up again, to be lifted up to the Father. And in that offering, the Father is glorified, the Father is well pleased, and the Father bends over that offering in a gesture of, of fatherly um, the Father is, is, is not only pleased, is not only glorified, but everything in the Father goes towards the Son, and everything in the Son goes towards the Father. And in every Holy Mass, uh, the Holy Ghost being present is, as I said, communicated from the head to the members. Rather than dwelling today on the actual fact historical fact of the Lord's baptism, I would invite you to consider the, uh, the hidden reality of this fact, its mystical import for the church and for our lives. This son who comes down and this, this theme of the descent of the son, the descent of the word, is played out in any number of ways in sacred scripture and in the tradition. As I uh, explained uh, a fortnight ago uh, in the uh, hermeneutic, if you will, of the icon of the Nativity of the Lord, that descent of the word is depicted iconographically by this pitch black cave at the very center by the powers of darkness. And so the sun, by descending into Jordan's waters, is uh, he exorcises those waters so that those waters 
rather than being for man a means of contamination, of pollution by the powers of darkness, might become a means of purification. The sun claims the waters of the Jordan and indeed all water to be used to a salvific end. That again is his going down. And in a few weeks' time, we shall see the sun going not down into the water, but down into the desert. There, for forty days and forty nights, uh, he will fast and pray and emerge Prince of Life, victorious. That, too, the temptation of Christ in the desert, is a kind of going down. So we see the going down in the mystery of the Incarnation and birth, the going down today in the baptism, and we shall see in just a few weeks the going down into the desert. Uh, in going down, or if you will, in coming down to us, Christ meets us in our human reality to redeem it. He is present to us, present with us, present for us. And we, by holy baptism, by confirmation, and by partaking of the adorable mysteries of his body and blood, are made at one with him. That's the mystery of the atonement, the at one meant. Another word for the redemption. We appropriate the uh, reality of the redemption by partaking of our Lord's adorable body and precious blood. And when that happens, all of today's mystery of Christ becomes ours. That is to say, when we partake of the body and blood of Christ, uh, the Father bends over each one of us and says, this is my Son. This is my beloved in whom I take delight. The Father, gazing upon us, sees the face of Christ. And when we lift our voices in prayer, the Father hears the voice of Christ. This is what happens in every Mass. We partake of the Lord's adorable body and precious blood, and we are to the Father's eyes and ears, if you will allow me to say that, we are Christ. Or as Mother Mechtilde says it, we become other Jesus Christs. Similarly, when we partake of the adorable body and precious blood of Christ, we are completely overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. That means that our words have the effect of the words of Christ when we raise them in prayer in the ear of the Father. That means that all of our humble human efforts are so graced by the Holy Ghost that they become supernaturally fruitful. This is what Western theologians, especially uh, after the scholastic era, call merit. What does that mean? It means that the Holy Ghost communicates a supernatural fruitfulness to our humble human efforts, and that the Father recognizing this fruitfulness as the fruitfulness of the Son is glorified by it. This is my Father's glory, that you should bear fruit 
and bear it in abundance. So, today's uh, central panel of the triptych of the Theophany is for us uh, a, a mystery that needs to be not only preached as I'm attempting to do now, but it needs to be deepened in personal prayer, deepened perhaps in praying the mysteries of the Rosary. I often recommend that during this season of the year we pray the mysteries of the Epiphany. What are they? They would be the adoration of the Magi, the baptism of the Lord, the sign given at the wedding feast of Cana, the cleansing of the leper, and the calming of the storm at sea. These are the five traditional Epiphany Gospels, and they work very nicely as five mysteries for praying the Holy Rosary at this season of the year. So that would be another way of entering into uh, today's mystery of the baptism of the Lord. But when all is said and done, the single most effective way of entering into today's mystery is by receiving our Lord's adorable body and precious blood. Because what is announced in the Gospel at every Mass is fulfilled and accomplished in the Most Holy Eucharist. In other words, what the Gospel proclaims, the Most Holy Eucharist delivers. And this is why uh, in every Mass we are to approach the Holy Mysteries with an expectant faith knowing that what we have heard in the Holy Gospel will be communicated to us in power, in divine virtus, at the moment of Holy Communion. This should animate uh, our reception of Holy Communion. This means that uh, no uh, two Holy Communions, if you will, are identical in terms of the grace communicated. Although we always receive the adorable body and precious blood of the same Christ, we nonetheless receive him, if you will, under the species of the gospel of the day. Today, our Lord will communicate himself to us in all the power and grace of his baptism. That means that when we receive his adorable body and precious blood, we will be so united to him that if each one of us, the Father will say, Behold, my Son, in whom I take delight. This means that today, uh, at the end of this Holy Mass, we, like the Son in his baptism, will be overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, who comes not for a passing visit, but comes to abide, not only upon us, but in us. And this, to the glory of the Father 